And we we are nothing if not professional about this. And we're nothing, technically. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone had to say it. I was just talking to a friend of mine about, uh, like, Baron being on the thing, and, uh... <laughs> Dude, I think it's going to be a good time having Baron on. I know you're still on the fence about it, but I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be fun. Um, I'm not actually on the fence about it anymore. Really? Okay, cool. cool. No, no. I um, I was talking to some people at the gym about it, mm-hmm. and um, like I, I'm like, you know, because they know about this, you know, they know about you know the the podcast, whatnot. Whether they listen or not is you know on their own volition. But I told them about the idea of having having a uh, having having a guest on. And I told them like who he was and kind of like what his past is, and they were like, and both of these, both of these two people were very intrigued by that. And one of them was like firing off all these questions. He's like, oh, I would like to ask him this. I'd like to ask him this because like he's actually looking into going into um, armed services. That's a great talking point because he still he went career with it, so he could answer these questions. And that's kind of where I thought the conversation would kind of like steer towards. It's like because like obviously you know like I like to be very like avoidant of controversial talking points this is about two idiots talking about stupid things stupidly (laughs) which is going to be the subtext for the show but yeah yeah most definitely but i mean when you when you also get down to the nitty-gritty we're pretty much just living in the age of stupid so we can go anywhere we want all right (laughs) (laughs) to stupid and beyond that's a that's a quotable right there So, um, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, if we, if we have him on, like, you know, like what will we talk about? Like, what, like I would love to talk about things like veteran affairs, um, mental health of veterans. That's a biggie, man. Remember we were talking about that yesterday? Yeah. Like I was going to say, like, like you mentioned yesterday, like you and, um, you, you and Jay were talking like the high suicide rates of, oh, yeah. of veterans. And I think that would be like that that's not a hot button topic you know like that's not like a controversial like oh well you know the 54 oh, percent that's that's hotly controversial no like that's that's just it's a fact yeah bone hard um, medical effect <laughs> yeah so i think oh. to um you know kind of like go into that kind of stuff i i think that would be like a really awesome podcast topic i mean it does veer away from the comedic idiocy yeah yeah most definitely yeah yeah stupid people talking about stupid things stupidly <laughs> <laughs> But um, I, I really that that two, two, two stupidity and beyond thing. I stuttered there for a second. I don't know what that was about. But uh, yeah, I definitely think there's something to that. Two stupidity and beyond. <laughs> two stupidity and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I I, I think that would be um, I I think that'd be a solid idea. So I am uh, I'm all for having uh, having a guest on the show again. You know, it's it's our show. We can kind of run things how we want it and if we want to choose to run them into the ground well so be it that is that is our right as americans i'm gonna leave that one alone but (laughs) we we all know we don't have any rights but uh that's it's all fake so um i mean how do we typically begin these things i don't know i thought we already started we did (laughs) that was my opening to do the uh the pop top Oh shit! I didn't get any. I just ordered a bunch of coffee. Jesus, son of a bitch! <laughs> we talked son about this earlier. I know. You had one job. One job. It was to get something you could crack open at the very beginning. <laughs> you had one job and you didn't do it. 
it would have been even better if you would have bought something, but it was like a screw bottle. It's like I had one job and you did it wrong. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this tastes terrible. Oh, see, at least I knew what I was getting. You know, I just got caught. So, I don't feel good. Yeah, you'll be fine. Oh God. Uh, anyway, so we have a lot to discuss, don't we? Not by choice, but, you know, I lost a coin toss, so go ahead. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, so <laughs> so um, episode five was posted, and uh, I think it is our magnum opus so far of episodes. I'm sure you're inclined to agree with me, Mike. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so... Like I said before, I haven't listened to it. I can hear me talk anytime I want. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll listen to it eventually. I'll listen to it eventually. I'm not that high on myself, to be honest. So there was a piece of feedback that I received from uh, from someone. Oh you know, yes, I've been you know, waiting we... to hear this. I've been waiting to hear this. All right, go for it. <laughs> so, you know, we, we touched a lot on uh, last episode about how you and I have like a lot of similar mannerisms, and we picked all that up based on just. You know, upbringing, nature versus nurture, and all that stuff. Uh, mostly right. through consumption of Simpsons. Yeah. Um. So the the feedback that I received was, um, and this is going to be a direct quote. So uh, if he's listening, uh, he will know. Just based on his humor and such, even without knowing anything about his past, I feel like Mike is like a corrupt parallel universe version of you. <laughs> corrupt parallel universe. I mean, I yeah, I mean, I guess there's some truth to that, you know? It's, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if I would use the word corrupt, but... I, mean, <laughs> I would. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, Michael, Michael, I'm a upstanding citizen and, you know, provider. I have a solid career, you know, I give back to the community i do community service and i did community service too court ordered but no 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 still counts right right <laughs> tell you, man, you... but no i i like i like to see it as we're just two sides of the same coin your order and i am chaos you know that's you 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 are indeed chaos, my friend. <laughs> so that is uh, that is the uh, you know got a lot of feedback, but that is I think the uh, the piece of feedback that I that I received uh, directly. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm like, I'm like said to him, you know, there's no way that I cannot share this with him live on the next episode. It's, oh, it's I'm like, perfect. this is too good. This is God tier. <laughs> it's God tier, my friend. Thank sure, you. Bro. Um, so, you know, I have been hearing a lot and to everyone that responds to that sends, I don't know, I guess me messages directly. Cause I don't know if they can get a hold of you. Nobody can get a hold of me. Leave comments, like leave comments. We both see these comments, uh, and we can both respond to these comments. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> gives you, gives you a chance to interact with, you know, Rob and corrupted Rob. <laughs> Or, or, I don't know, peaceful Mike and corrupted Mike? Well, what's, what's the opposite of corruption? Orderly, I guess? Orderly Mike? Well, no, I guess, 
You see, that's why I wasn't so sure about the word corruption, because, I don't know, I, I mean, really that kind of comes down to opinion, but oh, definition-wise, it's like, I don't think oh, corrupt's God. the right word, it's just... I think it sort of just boils down to what I said. It's like two sides of the same coin. Yeah, and then you said, like, order and corruption or something? I don't know. Oh, no, I said order and chaos. Okay, so then, I mean, corruption is... Can corruption and chaos, like, they're kind of synonyms? No, corruption is just bad. Can chaos cause corruption, or does corruption cause chaos? Well, I mean, that, that depends on the situation, I would imagine, but... Well, it's two, uh, two sides of the same coin. <laughs> uh, no, no, not at all. No, that's not what I was going to... You can't just... No, but... <laughs> corruption is mainly for, like, you know, people in power who abuse it. And you uh, you do not abuse it? Well, you don't, have, you don't have any power, so you can't abuse what you don't have. Right. Yeah, I, that's it. moving on to the next topic so how about those Yankees huh (laughs) fantastic so I had I had a little bit of a experience that I want to talk to you about I don't know if I actually spoke to you about it uh, you know in person so I was talking with someone that, uh, that works at the gym that I go to and I, I was kind of talking about how, like, I, I really want to try out, like, a virtual reality helmet, you know, kind of like, you know, like the Oculus. Okay. And I was talking about, you know, I, I'm not really too sure about dropping two, three hundred bucks on one of these units. Like, I don't know what it's like. Like, how realistic is it? And he came in clutch for me. If you're going to drop that much money on a unit, we already know what kind it would be. So, anyway, go ahead. What? Robot penis. Never mind. Go ahead. Oh, God. Didn't win. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> so. God damn it. <laughs> You're fucked now, boy wonder. You're beat. <laughs> beat just like the robot penis. How do you keep wearing the synthetic skin off these things? But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. So he uh, he told me that he owns an Oculus and he wasn't using it uh, any longer. You know, he just he's too busy. So he's like, you know, he brought it in uh, for me to try out. And naturally, the first thing I bought was Mist on VR. Oh right, we talked we talked about this a little bit the other day. But go ahead, go ahead. So just for the listeners, all twenty of them. <laughs> yeah, right. I, you don't know. You don't know. It could be twenty one. <laughs> good, good. Would I'm you sorry. be w- would you be able to give a kind of like synopsis of what Mist is? Like, do you know it well enough? What well, I mean, I know it, but you're the expert on this. Uh, damn straight. I, w- I would not describe myself as an expert on Mist. So, Mist originally came out, I think, in was like '91, like early '90s, uh, on CD-ROM. It, it essentially made. Uh, CD-ROMs like a, a thing on on PCs when you bought them because of right. just how prevalent like the, this game sold like it was it was it, it set the standard. So, you know, it was uh, a game unlike any other. You know, it was just a point-and-click kind of puzzle-solving adventure, all done in first person. You end up on this island, the Island of Mist, and 
that's that's it. Like you don't know why you're there, how you got there, what you're supposed to do. And as you just continuously explore and you know you go through the different worlds, you piece together, you know, this story that happened between these um, these two brothers who became corrupted, funny enough, corrupted with power that they had. Um, and they end up, spoilers, okay, you had enough time. They end up killing their mother and imprisoning their father. And your job is to kind of figure out, well, you know, was it the one brother? Was it the other brother? Because as you speak to both of them, they're both trapped in these books separately. Uh, and each one is saying, you know, don't believe the other. You know, like, the, he's lying to you. No, no, he's lying to you. So you have to kind of, like, solve this whole thing. And this this game just was, it, it was absorbing to me as a child. I think I was like 10, 11 years old when I first played it. And I can close my eyes and I can walk you through the entire game. Like that, that island is a physical, real place in my mind's eye. So when I had the opportunity to borrow this Oculus and be able to play this game in VR, uh, I didn't get so much as the opening so like you're standing on this like infinite expanse of sand starscape ahead of you and the book that teleports you to the island itself like it's on the ground you pick it up in you know in the game with the headset with the controllers and you open it and you see this glass panel and it's doing this zoom over of the island of mist sorry to cut you off sorry to cut you off but i think it's also no, important no. to point out that this is not a bang bang shoot em up i don't even think you get weapons if i remember correctly it's just oh yeah right right oh my god yes of course of course of course uh the entire game is it's all atmospheric you know there's no one there um and this is a, this isn't a time when you know doom 2 uh duke nukem 3d quake you know like you know when these first person shooters were very very prevalent so it was a game unlike any other, and you just, like, it was such a sense of, like, isolation and unease, and that's just in, like, this CD-ROM game for Windows 3.11. So fast forward now, like, you know, you're, you know, like, I'm wearing this headset, and, you know, I, I, I open the book, and I'm looking at this glass panel, like I said, it's doing that flyover, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, like, I, I had to physically remove the headset because I... I, I started to literally cry this part of my of my childhood that was like it's a core memory like this it, it's 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 this fundamental focal point of my love of storytelling and narrative in video games just became you know real in front of me um, and it was just it was mind blowing to go through and like you know you touch the panel you get transported to mist and you're walking on the island and it it is so Oh God! Um, to talk about a VR game in a in a medium of audio is um, difficult, but anything that you see, any video that you see of VR and what it looks like, uh, it does not do it justice because you can physically walk around in your 3D space and you will move in the game as well. You can use the joysticks to move, which can be very, really jarring because everything's moving and you're standing still. But you can move in your, say, like living room, and you will move within the game. And you, as your foot touches the ground, you'll hear impact of, say, if you're you know walking on leaves, you hear the crunching of leaves below your feet. If you're walking 
across the bridge. You'll hear like the, the impact of your steps on either like the metal or the wood. It is, it's immersive in ways that I just, I couldn't, like I, I wasn't ready for it. Well, just so long as you don't have the Pokemon Go problems, you know, like getting hit by cars because you're trying to catch an animal or, you know, getting shot as a trespasser for accidentally walking onto a farm. <laughs> you know, those kinds of things. Um, see, that's that's something that crossed my mind because I took this to um, to work because, you know, my living room is not really the most, you know, expansive physical space. So I took it to work. And I cleaned out one of the conference rooms because I'm thinking, how big of a physical space can you draw that will act as, like, the game world? And it was a very sizable room that I was able to draw. So I was able to walk a good, span, like, expansion of space before I, you know. VR miss and accidentally wandered into a clan meeting. <laughs> like, <laughs> so he was playing Mist and he walked into a chocolate roller. Um, oh, well. We're gonna need another Timmy, <laughs> so. Uh, and and it just I, I so yeah I, I had to put this out there because of just how like life altering of an experience this was. I'm honestly, I'm honestly a little mad at myself for not buying one of these things sooner now. Like especially when you know um, when everyone was in lockdown, like this would have been a phenomenal experience. I was surprised you didn't already have one. That was the only part that took me by surprise when you told me. Like I said, I. The price point and, you know, how how real did it feel, you know, was, like, a, a lot of unknowns. Like I right. said, you know, I watched right. videos, and it just didn't, didn't really, like, I'm like, yeah, it kind of seems cool. Like, I don't really know. Like, it just looks like a video like any other. Um, so I wasn't really too certain of, like, the immersiveness of what it actually looked like. But no, like, you put on that headset and, you know, you are wandering around mist. And you can interact with, with the books and, like, you could read them like in the game so i'm thinking to myself does this count as like an ebook like am i am I actually like i'm reading right like i'm reading reading i'm reading books about like you know channelwood age and the stone ship age but like they're still books so like does that constitute as reading i mean i assume but um but yeah like you could just you could just sit on the dock and just you can listen to the water you can look up and you can see like all these birds flying overhead and just man i'm telling you i'm telling you mike they should have sent a poet that's all I've got, man. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And, of course, I am stuck in the game because <laughs> apparently one of the puzzles is glitched. So, not everything's perfect. Uh, I do not have the the expansive reach of vocabulary and thesauri skills to adequately explain just how perfect mist in vr was is but you are is, brimming with adequacy it's not a word <laughs> it is now my friend <laughs> i do wonder can i take the headset outside like barricade off the entire parking lot and just make like this massive game field <laughs> we're gonna fence robin so we can wander around in a vr game <laughs> Like, just like, oh, that, that that weirdo with the headset is back out by the gazebo again. <laughs> He's just been wandering around a fenced-in area of the park for the past 45 minutes. <laughs> Better than wandering out on the parkway. So. Yeah, I suppose so. I know we talk about robots, artificial intelligence, and you know we talked about like 
sentientness and whatnot. I want to ask you this because this 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 came up in a conversation I was having with someone um, literally like right before okay. we started recording. Is this about life-size Gundam robots in Japan? No, no. But we can talk about that. We can talk about that later. Not this episode, but life-size Gundam robots are pretty awesome. Yeah, supposedly there are actually like military versions that they have. Okay, let, let me ask you this. So, say you are talking with someone that you met online, okay, and you're, you know, you've been talking for, for weeks, if not, you know, a couple months at this point. Human interaction, gotcha. And, yeah, yeah, you know, um, and you come to find out, like, you know, you develop, like, an emotion. Have you ever seen the movie Her? Of course. Okay. Very similar to the, to the concept of Her... But whereas, like in her, um, what was it? Who was it? Jacqueline Phoenix. Joaquin. Was it? Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, Mr. Phoenix. Um, like he knew that it was an OS the entire time. What if you're talking with someone for you know a couple months and you find out that it is just like an AI bot? But you've, you know, like, could you fall in love with an AI bot? Well, my thought on this is. Intelligence is intelligence. You know, whether it's artificial or mm-hmm. not doesn't even play into it, really. Uh, okay. You know, I'm probably okay. going to get in trouble from certain religious groups for that opinion. But, you know, it's that's my thought on it. So I, I think, yeah, most definitely you could, sure. I don't know, because it, it, it crossed up in conversation. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's 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 adjacent to what Mike and I talk about. I'm, kinda, I'm curious what, what his thoughts are. So would it bother you that, you know, the person that you developed feelings for has like was like lying to you the whole time well lying and just something not coming up are different i mean plus that's the question that at this point in time who's gonna think to ask that oh by the way are you like a person <laughs> i mean good point but what if you do ask and they're like no of course i'm a person and they're able to like produce pictures and stuff which Computers can generate full imaged pictures of humans that don't exist. Oh, for sure. I mean, you ever see some of the artwork created by AI? Yeah, oh my god, yeah. Like they create stuff. art, they create music, they create poetry. As a matter of fact, the first AI rapper just got signed to a major label. What? Yeah, an artificial intelligence that's a rapper was signed to a label. Oh, you gotta send me some information on that. That's, uh... What? Sort of got... I, that has... That is, I'm, I know no reason not to believe you. Um, just wild. AI rapping robot. Is it Bender? No, no, no. It's not Bender. It's completely generated imagery as far as that part goes. But like it came up, uh, that came up in conversation the other day. I was talking to a friend who actually wants to be a rapper, and he's like talking about the competition. I was like, oh, I wouldn't be worried about the human competition at all. I was like, if you want to really get into this at this point in the game, your biggest competition is going to be stuff like this. And I showed him, and he's like, ah, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I need to hear this. Like, what the hell does a robot rap about? Like, rap has always been about, you know, like, tough lives, uh, growing up on the streets, um, committing armed robbery. Yeah, and how is an AI going to relate? That's a good, that's a good question. <laughs> committing armed robbery. Um, uh, huh. Uh, oh, there it is. Uh, okay. Mm, record. Label. And I spelt every word of that wrong. 
Um, That's why you make the big bucks right there. FN Mecca is the first virtual rapper signed to a major label. Capitol Records recently announced signing the AI-powered robot rapper. What? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, the the CG version picture of what he looks like is looks like a Fortnite character. That's sad. I'm not a fan of that. Um, uh, Industry Blackout, a movement to strengthen the rights of people from the black community uh, working in sports entertainment, have posted an open letter in which they accused Capital Arcus of being unaware, quote, how offensive this caricature is, end quote. They further state that, quote, FN Mecca, end quote, is a direct result, a uh, direct insult to the black community and our culture, end quote. Wow. Well, that was bound to happen. You know, that's just people reacting to new things. You know, people are always upset or afraid of the unknown. That's just nature. I mean, I, I, mean, I didn't read the article in full because, you know, we're in the middle of recording something live. Um, I'm kind of curious. Like, are they just – is it offensive that they signed the – signed uh, FN Mecca? Or, did, or are the lyrics offensive because, like, he's – you know, is he singing about all this stuff that, like, all these experiences that aren't legitimate? Or who programmed you know. him to look like that? Or did he choose to look like that? Dude, seriously, get out of my head. What are you about to say? Or did he, like, decide that this is what he wanted to look like? I don't know. There's a lot of unanswered questions. I think I think it's exciting, to be honest. I mean, I could also see how it could be perceived as, as offensive, for sure. To some, yeah. And, and it's programmed to look just like you. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine if, if all of a sudden you know, they, my job is like, oh, you know, it's been uh, it's been real, it's been fun, but we're gonna hire this AI robot to be the HR manager. I'm like, no. Oh. So, <laughs> you know, there's, yeah, there's gonna be a zero loss factor across the board. It's just gonna be digital you. So, I mean, I guess I could sort of see how that could be offensive. Like I'm thinking about this now in, in context of my job, and so much of my work. Like, it involves that physical interaction, like that, you know, uh, quote-unquote, you know, the emotional intelligence of, of the individual and being able to, like, empathize and show, like, compassion towards people in their situations. All those things can be learned. I mean, all those things were learned by you. And what's to say that, like I said, intelligence is intelligence. They're going to figure that out down the line, uh, you know, artificial or otherwise. Intelligence is just that. And they're... There's no reason that uh, a program can't evolve just like we do. Because you're just a program. We never told you. Oh, thank God. That explains a lot. No, but, like, like the, the offense over FN Mecca, rappers rap about their experiences, you know, the social injustices, you know, the, you know, what it's like to be, you know, a minority growing up in America where you're not, you know, where there's nothing but like systems of oppression built against you um take it from me a white guy i don't know but like and then this rapper pops up out of nowhere yeah yeah and like like how can you you know make this music about experiences that without the actual experience yeah like experiences that you simply cannot ever experience like you can't have those experiences so like i understand why it's offensive well, I'm literally in real time talking myself into understanding why it's offensive. Oh, no, I understood it from the get. Well, you didn't say it. Yeah, I did. I said I understand why it could be offensive. Yeah, but then you didn't elaborate. I, I have to elaborate all the time. Oh, right, people. Right. Okay, sorry, I always forget about people. Um, 
<laughs> right, the bones. I always forget about the bones. But anyway, without listening to it, I don't think you can make an appropriate assessment. I don't think I need to listen to it. I mean, I'm still going to. I'm absolutely curious what it sounds like. Well, how can, how but... can you just jump to conclusions without as much information as possible? If he is rapping about the difficulties of being an AI robot, like, if that's not what it's about, then I don't want to hear it. Like, your experiences aren't real. You're singing about stuff that you don't understand. It would be like me getting signed as, like, as a rapper, and I'm talking about the hardships of growing up on the street as, like, a black youth or something. Like, I don't have those experiences, you know? And I'll never have those experiences. And to to put myself out there as if I had those experiences, like, it's fake. And it's and, and and it's appropriation. It's not real. Yeah, but that does but that doesn't mean you can't bring yourself to understand such things. Jeez, you can understand something all you want, but understanding something and experiencing something are very are vastly different things. Yeah. So I side with these rappers. You know, this is unless he's rapping about why you know why I can't understand what a two is. Rob, there is no two. <laughs> I saw a two once. <laughs> so, no, oh, wild, wild. Okay. Huh. Well, like I said, I'll have to look into this and listen to some, listen to it, and just to get a better grasp of what it is. But, I mean, again, I, I agree. I think it's offensive. So, yeah, you, you, you would be able to fall in love with, a, with an AI bot. You mean the rapper or in general? Just in general. We're jumping back to the original jumping off point that led us to the conversation about the virtual rapper. Like so so if you found out that you were that you had been engaging with an AI bot and you're just like, well, intelligence is intelligence and love is love. I don't think it would change a thing for me to be honest. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you huh. connect, you connect. What does it matter? No, like like this is something that I believe is possible. This is something that I'm just like, you know, very much in the same vein of you. You know, connections are connections, whether it's an AI bot or not. And, you know, AI can learn like anyone else, like anything else. So it doesn't delegitimize the authenticity of the feelings. No, not at all. I mean, I, I think, uh, again, it's still in that area of weird, new, and scary, but I don't see why it wouldn't yeah. be possible. And if... If, okay, just if that were me in that experience, finding out, like, after talking to this person for however long, what was it, 30 days or so, you said? We'll, yeah, we'll say, we'll say a month, yeah. Okay, let's say a month. After a month of talking to this person, and then it was revealed that they weren't actually a person, and I had developed some sort of, you know, attachment or feelings or whatever, no, and the fact that they weren't a physical form, I don't think it would change a thing for me. So the feelings would be real. It would just be like, oh, well, I kind of wish you wouldn't have lied to me. Yeah, sure. Again, how does that even come up unless someone just blurts it out in the beginning? That's not something you think to ask on a, you know, a, a virtual date or something, you know? Like, oh, by the way, are you a human being? Oh, man, there's going to be, like, there will be a day, likely in our lifetimes, where that will have to be a question. Yep, all dates must start with a Turing test. <laughs> So what about you? Anything that you uh, want to bring up and talk about? I watched a newer Dennis Miller comedy special the other day. That was uh, 
I mean, he's still got it. I think he's losing a step, and I still don't know what the hell rant means, but it was, it was all right. I don't want to go on a rant here, but America's foreign policy makes about as much sense as Beowulf having sex with Robert Fulton at the first Battle of Antietam. I mean, when a neoconservative defenestrates, it's like Raskolnikov filibuster deoxymonohydroxinate. What the hell does rant mean? Give me a second. <laughs> That just, just creased me up hard. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, man. So Dennis Miller is still around, huh? Yeah, I mean, it was like from 2017, 2018. But yeah, yeah, he's still out and about. All right. So recent enough. Yeah, that's what? Four years, five years? I mean, hell, I, I, I don't think I've heard, about, heard of Dennis Miller since the... Dennis Miller live show on HBO. <laughs> kind of, I thought he just kind of, you know. Or the parody that we just parodied. <laughs> uh, it was a fourth wall break inside of a fourth wall break. But can't just stop breaking all the walls, man. Okay, <laughs> three walls is not enough for a home. All right. Well, I mean, if you got a decent open floor plan, but the, okay, all right, we're not going to get into that, but. <laughs> it's clear they couldn't hire I am Paik <laughs> I am impressed <laughs> <laughs> so the last time we spoke I had uh, I was just beginning my uh, my adventures into the foray of chocolate you know, I was starting my new job as Willy Wonka right, right. after you know acquiring the necessary power to uh, to work in said factory. Satanic power. Let's be clear. Satanic power. Satanic powers. Hail Satan. So, should I edit that? I don't know. Anyway, leave it alone. So, so I've you know I I've been there for man. I'm telling you, we got to we got to do better with these podcast recordings, man, uh, and editing. Uh, I'd been I've been there for about four weeks now, four or five weeks. Okay, and. I'm telling you, uh, it really puts into perspective what we consume as humans and just the vast quantities of weights and measures. Like when scientists talk about length of space time and like, you know, try to try to like surmise like what, what, what the idea of like, like octillions look like in terms of like octillions of stars. Um, like it, it's, it's too much for like, a human mind to grasp maybe your mind because like yeah because the numbers are just so massive so bringing this back to the awesomeness of chocolate i've seen quantities of chocolate that just are mind-boggling at first i mean hell I, at first i mean they still are um like i've seen vats of liquid chocolate that are about 50, 60,000 gallons of liquid chocolate. Um, I've seen, uh, I was in one of the areas of the facility and I saw, I saw this forklift turn the corner and it was carrying this giant brown box. And uh, I, I say to, um, say to one of the guys I'm with, who's, you know, talking me through everything. I, and I nudge him and I point and I say, you know, what's in the box? You know, cause that's what I do. Movie quotes. Is this about the fourth chocolate? No, we will get to the fourth chocolate if you like. 
I want to be on the fourth chocolate now. We can get to the fourth chocolate. So I nudge the guy, and I point to the box, and I ask him, what's the deal with the box? And he looks at me confused and says, that's not a box. Yeah, boxes are And he walks around. me over. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Well, <laughs> So we go over, and on this forklift is this block of dark chocolate. And it needed to be carted around by a forklift. The guy told me this block of chocolate was about two to two and a half tons. I wonder what a block of chocolate like that costs. Like, if you were just to buy it as is. Like, I oh, I need two and a half tons of chocolate. I could... I can I can figure that out. I can t- talk to some people, figure out like I mean, you can probably figure it out right now. Just you got to figure out how much chocolate is per ounce. No, 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 and I mean, like, what do they pay? Scale for? it I up. Mean, what do they pay for such a thing? Oh well, we make it. That's what we do. Like, like we we own the chocolate process from from bean to bar. Like, it's awesome. Oh God! So you work for Big Chocolate? I work for Big Chocolate. Yeah. Ah oh, boy. Oh no! And and it's it's like I am not in I'm not at liberty to go into like who we provide chocolate for like it's it's trade secret. <laughs> that is classified information. And yeah, yeah, it's probably part of yeah. that redacted oh. thing from. <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that in. Um, yeah, so like it's it has just been a a whirlwind of chocolatey experiences. Um, and there's just oh my god, there are free samples everywhere it is dangerous like i i could have dark milk white or ruby chocolate i think this is a good time to do it fourth you really wanted me to talk about the fourth chocolate yes i I think people if we're gonna you know do this whole topic i think people have a right to know do it up (laughs) the the right to know the right to know okay so the fourth chocolate anyway go ahead Okay, so, I mean, Mike seems to be, you know, wildly fascinated with this, um, and I'll give him, it is incredibly fascinating. Um, so, back in, um, notes, 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 um, back in 04, my company began to develop um, a, a, a new chocolate through, like, a different, like, uh, different cook process of, of the cacao beans, and what they came up with was uh, it was patented in 2015 and it was uh, unveiled in a private event in Shanghai in September of 2017. And it's called Ruby Chocolate. So you have dark milk, white, and ruby, which has like a pinkish hue to it. So, so it's not just a clever name. Okay. No, it's not. It's not. And, you know, so the texture of it is a very similar to that of a white chocolate with a slight berry taste kind of like you know as like an afternote on the palate but what is important to know is unlike white chocolate which you know a lot of people feel is not a legitimate chocolate because there's not actually chocolate in there ruby chocolate is actually chocolate uh, in spite of you know the 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 color differentiations. you know there's a finite number of products that use it like magnum ice cream bars use it uh and of course of course Kit Kats, like there's Ruby Kit Kats, um, which, of course, exist only in Japan and South Korea, though. So, a lot of variety out there. But not North Korea. No Ruby chocolate no, for North no, Korea. 
they have chocolate is just made of sadness. <laughs> Sorry to our North Korean listeners. <laughs> this snack did not make you happy. It brings you infinite sadness. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that that is that's a little bit about the uh, the fourth chocolate, and of course, you know, like I don't really know how it's actually made. It is a closely guarded secret because it's only available through my company's productions. Like, no other company makes this. Well, when you, when you brought it up Which yesterday, you know, you, you said the forged chocolate, how it was all secretive and stuff. I was like, I was thinking of, like, uh, uh, that movie, The Fourth Estate, and everything about Julian Assange. I was like, oh, shit, Rob's in on it. <laughs> <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that I'm involved in such products. The Great Snack Conspiracy? It's a snack catastrophe, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and you will be the first snacrifice. <laughs> I have been kind of, um, oh God, we talked about this yesterday, man. Like, I'm just like kind of running the show here. What do you got? Well, again, you see. All I could have offered there were, like, one-liners and jokes, which would have derailed your story. So I just let you finish your stories. It's not... Do you have a story? I have tons of stories. But not that involve, you know, chocolate. I think listeners are here to hear about chocolate. I don't think they care about what I have to say. I mean... Don't, 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 don't tell the listeners what they're here for. Let them decide what they're here for. They want more money. I think I think these I guys. What money. do you? I mean, between chocolate and me, can you people really say you want more me? I mean, right now, come on, just off the top of your head, more Mike, more chocolate. What? Just what's the first answer that pops out of your mouth? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Anyhow, Ch- chocolate, chocolatey Mike. <laughs> chocolate Mike. <laughs> chocolate Mike. <laughs> there we go. More merch ideas. You get a chocolate Mike. <laughs> <laughs> But we don't show any pictures. So they just get a microphone. <laughs> Made out of chocolate. Can I? Can I? I can I just say, hollowed out chocolate Easter bunnies are bastardization. Oh, it's, a, it's a sham. It's a sham. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Like, like whatever company produced those, they need to be closed up and shuttered. Yeah, dude. Seriously, like we're always making these stupid laws and stuff. It's like. And we haven't touched on hollow chocolate Easter bunnies. It's the biggest con job I've ever heard. Right? <laughs> <laughs> chocolate Easter bunnies. You ever remember biting into one of those as a little kid and just thinking, "Oh yeah, chocolate off." Ah, I don't know the word for this yet. Oh god, it just like but this is bad. And just breaks apart in like tiny little shrapnel pieces. Chocolate just goes everywhere. You know, and they're never even good. It's like, well, maybe the chocolate. Nope, nope. Mm, sort of tastes like chalk. You're right. I remember that. I remember like that chocolate just being like so inferior. Just had a bad taste. I mean, maybe they all come from North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Solid chocolate Easter bunnies, they're from America. Hollowed out ones, North Korea. <laughs> Made with sadness. We make your Easter sadness. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> North Korean chocolate bunnies is gonna have to be the name of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Easter with infinite sadness. 
looking for a clickbaity title. <laughs> that is that is it. Oh wait, oh wait, oh shit. Okay, we're gonna have to backpedal a little bit. Okay, okay, let's backpedal. Okay, we all this talk about chocolate, all this talk about chocolate boy, and we haven't brought up the uh the biggie. What's what's the biggie? Oh, you know the biggie. The box. Wait, the box. What what box? Like that and Entenmann's. Entenmann's. Oh my god, why do we gotta talk about the damn Entenmann's? We're talking about it. Okay, fine. Tell the listeners your your whinge about the Entenmann's donut boxes. Yeah, you know, Wait, Entenmann's is a national brand now, right? Yeah, it is, it is. Because it used to just be like a, like a tri-state area brand. Okay, the Entenmann's box we used to come with, uh, what was it, eight donuts? Or something like that? Uh, two, four, six. Yeah, four stacks of two. Yeah, that's eight. I can math. Okay, the Entenmann's box back in the day used to have the box with the eight donuts and a clear plastic window that clearly displayed the glory that was the that was this variety of the eight donuts. Now, it's just a picture printed on the box. So they're not selling you donuts as much as they are the promise of donuts. Or donuts to come. <laughs> so, hey everyone, Future Rob here. So at this point, Mike goes on a rant about an Edmunds donut box for far longer than is uh, comfortable to admit. So I've decided to uh, exercise some veto power and spare everyone. Enjoy the rest of the show. I don't know. I feel like we're going to lose this in editing. <laughs> what do you think? It might have been lost in editing. I, 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 I can neither confirm nor deny whether it made it to the final episode. I, I don't think we got there. I, I, I mean, I feel like we're here, but I'm not sure. Perhaps we're just programs now. Anyway, moving on. It takes a lot to make me legitimately angry. I don't think I've been legitimately angry in years. Why does it take you so long to get angry? I, I don't know. It's just pretty much everything's infuriating in some way or another. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to have to roll back to a Fight Club reference on this. It's just I've gained the ability to let that which does not matter truly slide. And when you think about it long enough, pretty much... Everything and anything can fall into that category. Anger-inducing? Well, yeah, or just the ability to let it slide. No, because I, I, I'm very similar in that vein. Like, it takes me forever to get mad about something. But, like, when I do, like, it's bad. I, I think, like, okay, because we have mom's temper. You know, we both do. Pretty much all of us do. I mean, I, I mean that that's, like, Hulk-level rage. And... It's sort of this just, like, super ability to control it. I mean, we all got there different ways, but I think we're I think we're there. Well, what do you do to control it? I don't have to do anything anymore. Okay, well, what did you do to control it? I would just sit there and think about why is, you know, the who, what, where's, when's, and why's, and then think about what, what if anything, I can do about it. Uh, if there's something that can be done, I'd do it. Uh, I mean, within means, of course, within reason. Not just Hulk smash. Mm-hmm. And if not, let it go. One thing comes to mind. There was this thing a long, long time ago where someone uh, pretended to be 
I, I don't remember what it was, some company or something, tried to hire uh, the Space Coyote and I for some kind of photo shoot. But then they asked for they mm-hmm. asked for these pictures, and they asked for really weird things. Like, they wanted to see her teeth specifically, and remember how I was always bent about the, the hairline on the left side of my head? Yeah, which I can never understand, because it gave you a very, like, Vegeta look, which is fucking awesome. So... I mean, that's not even a problem now. I mean, after my hair grew back, it was fine. But anyway, they asked for pictures uh, of those specific things. Spider-Man! We need pictures of (laughs) Spider-Man! No. (laughs) They asked for pictures of those very specific things. And I I was like, all right, that's weirdly, weirdly specific to be requesting images of. Because it really wasn't uncommon for people to ask for specific things like you know pictures of like you know certain parts of your leg or your arms like flexing or something like that in that industry that wasn't too uncommon but for them to ask Uh her for her one weakness and me for mine like come on that's strange and she went through all this stuff and got these synthetic teeth and stuff made and i was just like nah this feels off to me you know and it turned out to be a scam and it was perpetrated by the uh this person that she had pissed off some guy named ryan somewhere other i forget his name and she got all bent about it and was off on this tangent, slamming them online and doing all this stuff. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I made a picture. I got a picture. It was me wearing a crown, holding a fistful. I had like eight grand in my hand, one in my left hand, and a pie in the other. And the photo was called, The Best Revenge is Living Well, dot, 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 and Eating Pie. <laughs> <laughs> I told you! Your accessories are pie! <laughs> I brought it around, boy. I brought it around. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, we just got to throw in like $7,000 in cold, hard cash and just... that. There you go. Those are your two accessories. <laughs> oh, and a crown. Don't forget a crown. <laughs> and a crown. All right. Oh, it was one of those... Queen do- of the harpies. <laughs> Queen of the harpies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was another one I did. Um, that was uh, me in a straight jacket wearing all kinds of, like, makeup and Vaseline on my face with my hair all crazy and a tiara. And it, it just says <laughs> underneath all, like, caps with, like, exclamation points, I'm the Queen of France. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta, you have to, um, you have to go into like some of your archives and try and try to find some of this stuff, dude. It, did, because like, because I, I would love to share this stuff on on the show notes because some of these pictures are just absolutely incredible. And dude, I was always taking static from the space coyote about it. She's like, you know, people expect you to be this certain way, and you're just like, people expect you to be brooding and deep and stuff, and you're like a fucking clown. <laughs> Why do I have to be their way? You know, like I just do it. Yeah. I took a serious industry and made it into a joke. That's what I did. <laughs> what I loved about your about all your pictures, like even when you know, like we were at like our points where we weren't talking, I always had a lot of respect and admiration for like the photo work that you did because there was such like a like an aura of like authenticity and seriousness about it. But it was just the most like outlandishly like ridiculous, stupid stuff, but done in like the most. <laughs> professional manner and i'm like i'm like this is like you will not find a more encompassing kind of explanation (laughs) of of what mike is someone who like you know if you if you observe him from the outside 
you're like, okay, he is like, as you said, like a brooding kind of mysterious, uh, very eclectic individual. They're not the same guy. They're not the same guy. No. <laughs> like it just like you just you shat on like that whole kind of uh, kind of vibe, whereas like like the exterior of of yourself was always that, but. You know, just a like a single sentence that you would utter, and you're like that whole image is just like shattered, (laughs) much like the terribly made hollow chocolate bunnies, just like shrapnel. Like she was always yelling at me, like if we we went out somewhere or something, she's like, "Remember, remember, you know, you can't be an idiot." It's like, why? (laughs) Ah, You don't want to deal with that kind of negativity, man. Like you be you. Like I said, like you know, even even when even when I was like Mike, don't know him. Those pictures, I'm just like, God damn, those are good. <laughs> those are so good. <laughs> so you gotta, you gotta find some of these because yeah. they were just absolutely incredible. There's one I wish didn't get lost in, during that whole fucking thing with uh, her friend living with us and stuff. I think I touched on it in one of the earlier episodes when he deleted all of our computers and shit because he wanted to use them for music. Yeah, yeah, you and did. There was a photo in there. I think I may, may even have spoken about this before. It was the one where I was uh, on the extraterrestrial highway uh, with my black BMW and we used that uh, that X-Files prop we, we had bought, uh, the alien. And I was lowering it into the car with a chocolate bar. And it was called Alien Abduction. Yes, I remember this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I never. I don't. I don't think I ever got that one done, and I think it got lost during that whole thing. But I, honestly, I would. I would go back just to redo it. See, this is what I'm telling you. Like, there's so much untapped potential that, like, you just need to go back to that. Like, it's upsetting. I feel like I could step back into it. Like, it, once I shave and stuff, and now that like my hair grew back and everything, I feel like I could step back into it. I. I I look at the old pictures and stuff, and I haven't changed really. I mean, I got that little scar on my forehead, but that's about it. Yeah, but that's what Photoshop's where you can nip that right out. That's true. Did I ever tell you what that scar was from officially? No, but floor's yours, man. Alright. Officially, I uh, did a bunch of drugs, and I smashed my face into a sink in a bathroom. <laughs> I passed out on the floor and bled all over the place. <laughs> And I was I was laying there and woke up like yeah I guess like I don't even know how long I was down there for but I woke up and it was just blood everywhere you couldn't even see my face like it was just <laughs> dried blood all over my face that was a mess I probably should have gotten stitches but I couldn't really do it and unofficially we're not gonna talk about that moving right along wait. Wait, no, no, like, uh, officially is supposed to be, like, the bad story. How is the unofficially one the one you're not going to talk about? Because it's worse. Now, moving right along. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Moving right along. Let's just stick with the devil we know, okay? (laughs) I don't know. Based on some of your stories, the devil that we don't know sounds pretty f***ing interesting. Yeah, the devil you don't know is actually a really nice guy. So, you know, I, I love how I have this image of being, like, evil and stuff, and I'm totally not. Like, everyone talks about me like I'm the goddamn devil, and I'm just... <laughs> Dude, I've heard stories that were about me, and I didn't realize they were about me until the end. <laughs> that's that's when you know you made it. I mean, it's like, it's not even like a fabrication or an exaggerated version of something I did or experienced or was a part of. It was a complete and total, like, fairy tale. And it's just like, oh, 
Oh, the, oh, you're talking about you're talking about me. Oh, and you can't say it didn't happen or it did because if you confirm or deny it, they're gonna go the other way. So you pretty much just have to listen, smile, and nod. But did they know when they were reiterating the story that they were talking about you? Oh, wholeheartedly believe what they were saying. No, what I mean is, okay, so, so these people are are telling you a story that is about you. You don't know it's about you until like a certain point. You're like, hey, wait a minute, that 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 guy's me. Do they know? Yeah, or, or do, there were there were situations where people would ask me to confirm whether okay, or not this okay. thing happened, or. Uh, there were times where they were just telling a story that I was a part of and they had no idea they were telling it about, you know, to me and it was, you know, in part or in total about me or then there were times that mm, I had just... Okay, okay. That that, answer, that answers my question because I wanted to know, like, were they aware, like, when they were telling these stories to you, did they know that you were the person that they were talking about? But uh, there were times when literally no. And it happened okay. that I can recall off the top of my head five times, five, four or five times. But yeah, it, it's been something that's sort of been recurring. Like people ask me just crazy fucking stories, you know, and just, I mean, there are ones that are, you know, just exaggerated versions of things that happened or, uh, you know, very rarely has anyone ever asked me about something where they were right on the nose. You know, that's, that's the rarest, that's the rarest event. In, in that sort of situation with mm. any stories that you'd be willing to put on the podcast not really because then that falls into the same category of my version their version uh, it, it's just a he said she said they said sort of situation and they're, whoever's listening is going to go the opposite way and as we discussed before uh, you know what we're going to leave that alone too why do you assume they're going to go the opposite way? Because that's human nature. No, it's not. I think so. Especially if it's coming from, you know, the mouth of the person in question. So, so your, your automatic go-to go point is everyone's lying about everything. Not, not at all. That's not what I said. Uh, I said very rarely has anyone ever come to me with an, a version of a story that wasn't uh, exaggerated in some way, shape, or form. That's what I said. Okay, so you're talking you're talking about in this specific instance of stories about you. Yes. Very okay. few stories okay. about okay. me that are out there are true or not exaggerated if you want to boil it down. Okay, I cuz cuz you said that um I'm trying to remember what the hell you just said. Uh Moving on. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember what the fuck you just said. Now, what's going to bake your noodle later is whether or not I hypnotized you. I am very easily influenceable. I could be bought with bread. Now you have a trigger word too. So you're so, okay. So I want to jump back to all this. Okay. So you're saying that like any time that someone has told you a story that involves you, it's not real. No, no, I didn't say not real. Typically, typically, typically. yeah. They're more often than not they're either complete works of fiction or drastically exaggerated versions of the truth. Yeah. Have you ever heard stories from strangers that involve you? Yes. See, I think that's when you know that you made it in Hollywood. I suppose. You finally did it. You became someone. And someone infamous, but someone. Infamous is better than famous any day of the week.
Oh, I thought you were going to put the camera out the window. The cord's not long enough. I would I would point it to you, but you can't you know. even turn it. Like actually, no, no, you can't see it. They're 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 gone. Oh, look at your little kitty cat tower. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the hard. bull has ears. The bull has cat ears. <laughs> kitten Chan, Kitten Chan will not eat, um, unless. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Back up. Say the name again. Kitten Chan. Great. <laughs> anyway, go on. <laughs> The other cat we had, TJ, his full name was Tiberius Jenkins, named after the great warrior Leroy Jenkins. Leroy Jenkins! You know, I called him, he was Catcoon. 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 Oh, this would be a great time to bring up the uh, <laughs> vampire kittens. Oh, right, right, okay, okay, okay. So this is one of the ones that you sent me. It was just a picture, though. No, no, that wasn't a link? You didn't get a link? No, I didn't, I didn't see a link, no. Okay, it was about these kittens that were super sensitive to light. Well, just, yeah, Google it real quick. Yeah. Uh, vampire kittens. Uh, that is a lot of cats with bad ears. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a lot of cats with bad ears. Found it. Chesburger, uh, rescued vampire kittens who literally cannot go in the sun are looking for dedicated and loving forever homes. Aww. So let's let's look at what we got here. I'd adopt one and a kitten to live in eternal darkness with me. Let's see. Oh, they have videos. Oh, we're gonna put some put them in the little show notes here. Oh, they're all little black cats. Yes, and I find that hilarious that the vampire kittens are all black cats. <laughs> Um, it's like it would have been it would have been I don't know less effective like for the vampire thing if they were all calico you know <laughs> it's like oh it's a nine lives vampire cat yeah the Merrick Merrick veterinarian manual points to if etheropoic poetic porphyria yo A is gonna be screaming at the podcast right now at this point <laughs> <laughs> Rob Reed good um <laughs> A rare hereditary disease as a possible origin of a condition often called vampire disease. EPP, as it's known as, causes low levels of an enzyme involved in producing heme, a part of the hemoglobin molecule that carries oxygen in the blood. Right. The development of a hemoloic, hematoic, hematic? Yo, she is screaming so loud. <laughs> I keep like, wanting to correct you, but it's too funny. <laughs> You know, oh, come on, don't do this. <laughs> and I know you hate being corrected, so. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're, gonna, we're totally leaving this in. Uh, the development of uh, hemolo... <laughs> Hematobin? Hemolytic. Hemolytic. Oh, my God. Uh, anemia will also trigger the body to destroy blood cells and... and Abnormal byproducts caused by the lack of the enzyme will accumulate in the skin, causing photosensitivity. Aww. Ugh. Not only were, were the two of the kittens dealing with this, one kitten was unaffected, but the two now dubbed <sighs> Dracula and Bella, very creative, had tested positive for feline... That, that, yeah, that reeks of creativity. Philokemia. Philokopina. FPV. A highly contagious... Per, per, <laughs> fuck, man. Just call her and have her do the bit if you're going to fuck it up this bad. <laughs> Can I phone a friend on this one? 
Get it, get her on the phone. Come on. <laughs> uh, after aggressive treatment, they bounced back. Uh, expressing relief. Two weeks later, they tested negative for FPV. Oh, that's feline papavilla infection. Papavilla. Yeah, FPV. I think Kitten Sean has like a small. But she tested positive for that, but she's fine. So you just can't eat her. Is the huh. There. Okay, so so these these uh, these vampire kittens uh, are unfortunately. Uh, they are located in Oahu, Hawaii. So, if they are still available, um, they will require quite the transportation costs. So, if you're a vampire in need of a, a companion, eternity is a long time. Here's your option. Oh, oh my God! We're, 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 <laughs> no, no, we're putting this. We're putting this video in. Like, we're putting this link in the show notes, Mike. Like they're so cute, and one of them has a little crusty eye. Oh, <laughs> so cute! It's the perfect mixture of adorable and evil. <laughs> one of them has like drooped ears. He's in the back hissing. Oh. Oh. He's what? a vampire. What are you? He's supposed to be hissing. Why Dracula and Bella? Like, wouldn't it be Edward and Bella? You would think so. People, oh, come on. I mean, Dracula, like Dracula and Alucard, like. At least be consistent with your like your vampire references. <laughs> Dracula and Belmont. I don't know, man. Maybe they were named by two different people. Who knows? Oh my god. Yeah, so we'll 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 add the show notes about the vampiric kittens. Oh Mike, we should have this should have been the opener. <laughs> They're so cute. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um so yeah, yeah. Kitten Sean, Cat Coon, and uh when when Peanut was around for the listeners, uh, was a uh, massive American bulldog that I owned with a slightly deformed paw. You know, that was his thunder. Yeah, his thunder paw. Uh, I referred to him as Pinato Sama, or the Great Peanut. <laughs> <laughs> so. That dog was amazing, dude. He had no clue he was like the size of a pony. No, because okay, he grew up with Soleil, and yeah. he thought like you know because Soleil was a Chihuahua. So he thought that, you know, he was, you know, a little five-pound dog. And, you know, he'd see Soleil jump up and curl up in your lap, and he'd be like, oh, I want some of this. <laughs> and he would just roll. <laughs> he would just roll right up on you, you know? And it's just like, oh, you couldn't even breathe, you know? Just this just white just, horse on your lap. Every time you open your mouth, try to scream for help, he just, like, folds of skin falling. <laughs> or or just the weight, like, takes up that space. He's like a furry boa constrictor. You know? <laughs> just... <laughs> No, <laughs> oh, death, death by cuddles. That's cute, <laughs> dude. Do you have any black eyes? I got like two or three black eyes from that dog. Just like him, him just playing with him. You know, just taking him outside, throwing a ball around, or like roughhousing with him. He'd he'd pull his head up. Like if I was like, you know, you know, get him in a little headlock or something. He would pull his head a, head up and smack me. It was always the right eye too. He gave me like three black eyes. Yeah. He was a good dog. You know, I tell that story. I tell the story about what happened with him, and no one ever believes it. I don't want to get into that, man. That is that 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 story still crushes my soul. Yeah. Yeah. It's a rough one. No pun intended. Oof. <laughs> so, uh, what else is on your mind? Um. See, this is this is why I have all these stories that are like current. Like I go out and I. Oh, so now you're putting you being a fucking talkative asshole on me? 
Yeah, like I have all this, like I, I, I go out and I do things. What have you been up to? Talk to me. Well, I mean, I've been doing that science project on myself. The medication thing. No, I, I know. Do you want to, do you want to tell the listeners about your trials of science? Okay, basically, I'm under the assumption after reading a bunch of different things that these anti-rejection meds they have me on. I, did we ever talk about like the surgery? I mean, we've touched on it, but I don't think anyone knows about like the whole like liver transplant. Do you even want to talk about that? I don't care. So I, I think I think I think the, I think starting with the fact that you received a liver transplant is a good place to start before you start talking about immunosuppressant drugs. Well, you just said it, so we'll just jump from there. Uh, so yeah, had this liver transplant, and uh, they're telling me I'm gonna have to take all these different things forever. And it started off as an accident where I just sort of would miss these doses of these anti-rejection meds that they're like, oh, you're gonna take these for the rest of your life. And then I, uh, you know, I'd feel fine after like a week of just not taking things. And I, like I said, I was always watching for the. Uh, sort of jump off points and first signs of, uh, you know, my body rejecting, uh, basically this foreign invader. Do you, do you, did you just refer to your, to your liver transplant as a foreign invader? Well, that's how the body would say it. Sure. I mean, they're like, oh, you're missing one dose of this could kill you. They literally, that was, uh, that's a direct quote. And like I said, I, I went weeks on, that, on end without taking it. You know, and they had me on all kinds of other stuff that I a didn't ask for and b don't think I need in general. Like they, they're like, oh, we're just because okay. I I mean, I, I'm sure you can vouch for how crazy I was in the hospital. I can indeed confirm that you were not of sound mind, as one would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was after waking up from the coma, I had all those experiences in it, and I had no clue what was real and what wasn't. Like I said, they told me it was a week. And I think you were the first one to say it wasn't. They still tell me it was just a week. Yep. Yeah, I know, I know. And, like, I was there, I, the last time I was there, I actually asked, and they were like, no, no, it was just seven days. It's like, why are they lying about that? Uh, you know what, I know something? I think they mean that maybe it was just seven days that you were in, no, no, like, even even the second hospital you I went to. Say, you were there for a while, like you. It was, was almost like it was almost like fifty-fifty split of like the amount of time that you spent between each each facility. Cause I remember passing out in the ER and then not waking up, and when I woke up, I had like a full beard and shit. And I remember waking up and there being someone there who was like astounded by the fact that I had woken up. They like ran out of the room and came back in, and there were all these people like astounded by the fact that I woke up, which. I mean, everyone acted like it was this miraculous thing. But then again, I didn't have anything to compare it to. So for me, it was just Tuesday. Um, no. Just dropping a Raul Julia Street Fighter quote in there. Just keep going. Yeah, it, it, it was, uh, you know, everyone was all astounded by it and telling me how special it was and everything. And even Barrett said something about it the other day. He's like, dude, we were planning your funeral. Uh, yes, we were. Right. I still have a draft yeah. written of your eulogy. Uh, that'll be a good closer for the episode. Can I read it? No. I think you guys should have still had the funeral. I would have loved to have attended. Oh, God damn it. I would have done it like Bender. Come on, Rob. Louder and sadder. <laughs> oh, Danny boy. <laughs> You're at my funeral. 
singing about some stiff named Danny Boy. <laughs> Continue your damn story. <laughs> Dude, how so, many people get to attend their own funeral? It would have been awesome. Anyway, moving right along. So, yeah, I mean, so they're like, oh, yeah, you know, you're going to be taking these for the rest of your life and, you know, this, that, and the other. And like I said, I've been missing doses, missing doses, missing doses, missing doses, not intentionally at first, but I didn't die. And so I've been sort of bringing it back around and doing it intentionally at this point. And I didn't even know what a lot of this stuff does before I did a lot of research into it. And plenty, okay, like when I brought it up to you the other day, you acted like I was out of my fucking mind. And that was just, that was the end all be all. You know, it's like they said it, it must be true. But then again, like I said, how many, I was pulling staples, pieces of staples out of my own stomach, supposedly after they were all gone. They can't even get that right. And I'm supposed to trust this? Uh, they probably should have thrown you through like a metal detector or something first. I, I mean, I don't think that's a bad idea. I mean, they're going to inject me with radioactive material and fucking, you know, just x-rays galore, you know? Like, I'm surprised I'm not the Hulk for real. But, yeah, Michael's exposure to gamma. But, no, I... I just... You would turn into She-Hulk. <laughs> hey, man, it is a female liver. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> that would be my luck, too. I wouldn't even care. I'd just be like, yeah, I'm sexy. <laughs> Sexy green lady lawyer. Oh, baby. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, I mean, uh, and then I did a bunch of reading on it, and plenty of people have actually gotten off of these things entirely. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you're less successful the older you are with doing it, but I'm still in the age bracket where you could do it successfully. And... I feel like I have a shot at this for real, especially considering just the whole thing started as an accident, as things often do to me. So, yeah, I saw that face. Very good. And (laughs) fall fall into shit and come up with roses and a liver. Yeah, that's and a liver. Yeah, I mean that wasn't supposed to happen either. Remember, they even told me I was like I died in the coma, and then they told me I was going to die after I woke up. So when. You were when your character was being made for the game of life, okay, they somehow went beyond the maximum level that you can give your character for like the luck attribute. Like, <laughs> it's, like it's like it's like it's like it's like everything is cranked up. It's like strength, dexterity, agility, it's all like negatives and all those negatives are like put into like charisma and luck. <laughs> That's all you need, really. I mean, if, like Domino from fucking Deadpool. Like, what's your superpower? I'm lucky. <laughs> Not a superpower. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. So, I mean, Baron, I think I told you this before. Baron had a friend that um, uh, he went out there. Same, same story, like literally my story. Coma, not waking up. Same thing, liver. Uh, he was a, he was a, a war buddy. Did uh, did a tour in Iraq with him, and guy didn't wake up from the coma, and that was it. And that's that's how that story always goes. Like usually, when you're in the coma, it's game over. Yeah, yeah. I remember passing out, like I said, in the ER, and then waking up, like I said, with a beard, and everyone being amazed. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I was like, was yes, like... it's an impress, it's an impressive beard. Thank you. <laughs> But no, yeah, it was, uh, 
you know, but then again, like I said, I'd been in a coma. I don't get why they were willing to tell me that I died, but not that it was a month. I don't get why that's okay, or why why they would choose that route. Maybe they're going by a different timeline. I think we're all on the same one. Like, oh, like, it was like a, like, maybe they're saying, like, it was a week that you, like, accepted into the program for, like, the donation. Because you were in the first hospital for, like, two, and then you were in the second one for probably, like, two, two and a half. Well, even after they did it, they were, they, I mean, they put me in that hospice because they thought I was a write-off. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. That place was terrible. So let's circle back. What's the science experiment? The science, oh, uh, yeah, we really are, well, off track on the same track. Anywho. <laughs> Happens. Uh, yeah, I've been basically not taking these things and monitoring, uh, like, pretty much everything about me and seeing what kind of differences it makes. And just, it doesn't seem to be making a big difference. Well, all I'm going to say is, if we don't make it to 10 episodes, we know why. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. <laughs> and it's not, it's, this is, okay, this is really not the first time I've used myself as a guinea pig either, okay? I don't go this route unless I'm pretty much sure I'm right. What's, what's another example? What's another time you used yourself as a guinea pig? I choose not to answer that question. <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought about it for a second. I was like, it's just going to sound batshit fucking crazy if I say it. But What did you do? Try to, like, CRISPR yourself or something? Oh, my God. You tried to CRISPR yourself. Come on. I didn't try. What? I didn't try. You did. You, you <laughs> did the injection like the CRISPR thing. Yes, I did. Huh. I can't believe you guessed that. That's why I was so sorry. I... <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I had a whole setup in Arizona. Huh. What were you trying to um to alter? Come on, man. Can we just leave this one be? Is it a bigger penis? No, I was just about to say, I'll go so far as to say it wasn't my penis. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, let me work in the joke. <laughs> I love those guys on Dead Man on Podcast, you know. Oh, you mean those penis guys? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how we're going to be now. We're the penis guys. And by talking about it further, we're cementing the idea. <laughs> oh, man. So if this, if this stays in, then it just means it's too ingrained into the conversation. And now we are Dead Man on Podcast, the penis podcast. That would be a great back-to-back photo with that above it written. It's like Dead Man on Podcast and on the back. Well, us back to back, you know, smiling at the camera. The penis guys. <laughs> back to back and tip to tip. <laughs> tip to tip. See how you measure up. <laughs> tip to tip. <laughs> oh my god. I don't think I have anything else to say at the moment. That was. <laughs> I can't believe you guessed about the CRISPR thing. I you, I don't know, man. Like like I've never seen a John Oliver segment about CRISPR and like weird dude <laughs> using CRISPR, and I'm like, Mike's a weird dude. 
That was, that was all I was going on. That was like some Sherlock Holmes level stuff. It's like grand assumptions based on little to no information. <laughs> you really got there, though, boy. You measured up. <laughs> Nineteen twenties broadcaster coming to you live. Why that Joe just set the new land speed record? It sounded like you said Billy Joel to set the land speed record. <laughs> Billy Joel set the land speed record. And Billy Joel has set the land oh speed my record. God. <laughs> All off the NPR man over and over again. It's a jolly good day for Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>